This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Turn up the sun. You're listening to Get Started Investing, a production of Equity Mates Media. This series is everything you need to get started on your investing journey. You don't need a lot of brains in this business. Investing in yourself is the best thing you can do. Anything that improves your own time. Now you can get rich very young just by having an idea. I mean, I can buy anything I want, basically, but I can't buy time. Welcome to the Get Started Investing Summer Series, where over six episodes, we are going through six steps to help you set up your finances for 2023. From budgeting and savings habits, emergency funds and superannuation, through to common mistakes and how to set up the ultimate core portfolio, this series will have something for everyone. While we are licensed, we are not aware of your personal circumstances. All information on this show is for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general advice only. Now, my name is Bryce, and as always, I'm joined by my equity buddy, Ren, how are you? I'm very good, Bryce. Excited for this episode. We are more than halfway through. Our soup is supercharged. Our money is sorted. Our emergency fund is Jeez. building. Oh, my goodness. I'm feeling 2000, good. Yeah, 2023 shaping up. But you know what happens when you're feeling good? You get too, you, too you ego-driven. Make mistakes. <laughs> you make mistakes. <laughs> and we've been there. We still are there. We are still making mistakes. And we wanted to talk about some of the common mistakes learn from where we've gone wrong so you can do better. Yes, we've we've got three mistakes that we've made on our money journey over the years that hopefully if we share our experiences that you can have a think about avoiding them in 2023 and beyond. And I think it's really important that we normalize talking about mistakes and I think there's a lot of credit to be given to some of the quote unquote finfluencers out there that really normalize talking about money because our parents even us when we were younger, grew up with financial experts being experts and being perfect. And it made this whole world so intimidating because you felt that you didn't know what you were doing and you were going to get it wrong, you were going to lose money. But the fact of the matter is everyone makes financial mistakes, but that's okay because you can make plenty of mistakes and still build serious wealth by getting the basics right. And you're going to find that some of these mistakes that we're talking about here have formed the basis of some of the episodes uh, that we've spoken about over the last three weeks. So normalise talking about financial mistakes. Admit them. Admit them. <laughs> yes. Let's get into Let's it. Let's do it. So Bryce, what's our first mistake? First mistake, Ren, is not having a money plan. Now that could be... Sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah. Did an episode on this, didn't we? Yeah, so that's <laughs> why we've done episode number one and two because we've learned from our mistakes and have put actually some meat on the bone and not having a money plan I think is the first mistake that people make, getting everything paid into one account and then just not keeping on top or understanding where their money is going. Okay, so talk to me. What? Where did that go wrong for you? So before, I think it's become clear 
if you have joined us for the first time, welcome. But for those that have been on the journey for a while, it's become clear that I love a good Excel spreadsheet. Yeah. But that hasn't no, always... You keep saying Excel has... <laughs> Google Sheets. Yeah, Google yeah, Sheets. Yeah. It's like the Dyson or Coke effect. You know, yes. like they've become the brand name. So where has this gone wrong for me? The, the biggest thing that led me to get on top of this was that I was, I was trying to save, trying to save for an overseas trip, trying to save, you know, I was at uni and I didn't generally have a lot of money coming in anyway, but was constantly finding that I was getting towards the end of a paycheck and realizing I've spent all my money and then needing to withdraw all my savings. And it was this constant cycle of put money away, bring it back, spend it all, put money away, bring it back, spend it all. And it just became quite uh, mentally, I guess, challenging because you never feel like you're getting on top. And the reason for that was that I wasn't actually tracking where I was spending any of my money. And I think the, the biggest lesson from that is just, as we've said multiple times, is to understand where your cash is going yeah, uh, and have a plan for it. Be intentional. So look, um, that that's really what led me to probably going over the top and tracking it too closely for a while, but I've normalized that somewhat. <laughs> Fair enough. What about you in terms of- So how- not having a money plan, one big thing for me was- just having one spending account. So in the first episode of this series, I spoke about how I've got money in, money out. And for me, that was really important because money out then allows me to see where my spending is going. Not not like my rent and stuff like that, just like the general stuff day to day, how much I'm spending on coffees, Uber Eats, subscriptions, all that stuff. Because back in the day when I only had one spending account, it would just get unruly. Like all the boys' rent was coming in for the share house I was in. My pay was going in there. You know, if people owed me money or whatever, it was going into that account as well. And then my spending was going out of that account, but also transfers to brokers to buy shares, uh, transfers to our landlord and stuff for rent. Sometimes I'd say I'd spent like 10 grand in a month when I'd only been paid five in salary. (laughs) And it's just because... Everything was coming in. Everything was going in and out and, you know, like if people owed me money or, you know, the rent was coming in, all that stuff. I had no idea what was going on. Yeah. And you'd look through it and you'd be like... What the... Everything in isolation makes makes sense. sense. Yeah. But there's no coherent picture being developed here. Yeah. And so separating out... um, Creating a second transaction account and getting all the money going into the money in account but then transferring spending money into the money out account means that the money out account is now a view of where money's going. Mm. And I ComBank, their app still doesn't let you properly classify transactions, separate story, but at least I can start to build a picture of, okay, where am I actually spending? Mm. So for me that was a – that's an example of how I could have done a lot better. Mm. And how I fixed it. Mm. So let, mistake number one, not having a money plan. But I feel like at the crux of that for both of us, Ren, is really not having an, any idea of actually where your money is going yeah. in the first place to yeah. then be able to build a money plan. Mm. Get on top of it, understand where your money's going. Second one, Ren. Credit cards. Yes. And bad debt in general. Yes. We've both had credit cards in our time. We have. I, I still have one. St- yeah, I still have one, but it's on my list to cancel because I don't use it anymore. I got suckered into the idea that uh, you need a credit card to build a credit score. 
I think that's not true in Australia. Yeah, yeah, I don't think it's true. Yeah. But I just haven't got around to cancelling it. I don't spend anything on it. You're probably just getting slugged the annual fee. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> As we said, we still make mistakes. <laughs> that wasn't even the example uh, of mistake I have here. <laughs> okay, so I'll address credit cards because I did get one in university um, because I didn't have a proper money pl- – like, uh, you know, I, I was – sort of getting on top of it through uni, but but got it because there were some of those expenses that I wanted to pay for and I didn't quite have the cash flow to get on top of it and the bigger thing. So I got a card and then stupidly would then be like, oh, well, you know, what's another hundred bucks on beers or bit, bits and pieces here and there. And the worst thing that I did with that credit card was use it for just dumb consumer spending, stuff that I'm just like, there's no investment or anything made on a credit card as stupid spending, got in the hole to the tune of about about $5,000 and then just, you know, university, that's enough's enough, pay it off. Mm. But my thinking with this in hindsight was like if, if you can save to pay off a $5,000 credit card, you have it in you to save $5,000. Yeah. You just got to flip that and just change the vibe of needing something now to saving for it and just – actually doing it when you have the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just, you, you have the capability to save the $5,000 to pay off the card. So you have the capability to actually manage your money. Good on you, tick, but just stay within your lane. Yeah, and some people need credit cards because they are, you know, surprise expenses. They don't mm. have the emergency fund. Mm. And we get that. That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about people who are like Bryce at university shouting rounds of beers on his credit card because yeah. he's an idiot. yeah. If investing is delaying consumption today so you consume more, can consume more in the future, credit cards are the exact opposite of that. They are bringing forward consumption today so you are deprived more in the future. Yeah. Because it's going to come and bite you. <laughs> oh, 100%. Yeah. 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 So just don't get in that spiral because it becomes a spiral. Yeah. Similar example, not a credit card per se, but an example where an interest rate can come and bite you. Okay. So I bought... Uh, my laptop through Apple's interest-free program. Yeah, yeah, through Latitude. Yeah, 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 Latitude, yes. For some reason, I don't... I must have lost track of... I, I thought it was two years interest-free. Yeah, uh, 24 months. Yeah. I think so, yeah. When I was doing my tax return uh, late last year, I had a look at the Latitude debt and I found something very surprising shall we say <laughs> Bryce yes. so what I found was that the interest free period had expired oh no yes so I had set up direct debit and it just was like for the two years where it was interest free it was just direct debiting what I needed to direct debit every month could see it in my bank account wasn't really thinking about it would check it every now and then and by now and then I really mean then yeah um and anyway, since the interest-free period expired, what was happening, I just t- took an example month, $31.56 uh, direct debited, so taken from my account to pay my monthly account. Then they added $19.02 interest back on plus a $4.95 account fee plus $0.62 cents in miscellaneous fees. Those three numbers equal $24.59. So I was paying them $31.56 and they were then adding $24.59 back onto the account, which means net I was only paying (laughs) $6.97 off a month. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. On what a a computer probably worth $1,400 or something. Yeah, something like that. 
Jeez. Yeah. And so. Do you know how long that was going for? Yeah. Because <laughs> Latitude uh, kindly tell you if you keep paying off the minimum with interest, like with the interest being ba- added back on, how long it will take you to pay it off. And it was something like eight years. Mm. And it was something like you'd pay $900 in interest. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So I saw that. Thankfully, I saw that. And I just paid the full lump sum. I was just like, get latitude out of my life. Yeah. So see you later. I've paid it off. Oh, you just paid it off. Yeah. I was like, I don't need this. Yeah. Because the mistake is, yeah, I mean, there's not much you could have done about that anyway, really. Even if you were on top of it, you you would have just hit that point and had to make the decision around, do I just pay it off now because I'm going to start to pay interest? Yeah. Or... Uh, I'm just I have so, to cop it because I've hit my two months interest free. So I think there's a few there's a few things to unpack there. My understanding of the deal was I would pay 24 equal monthly repayments to get me to zero. Yes, that was the way it was. That's what presented. That's how I understand it. But it's clearly not the way it operates. Clearly, they let you pay not much through the 24 months, and then interest kicks in. And it's great business for them. Yeah, well, I mean, $32 a month over two years is not the value of a computer, if you think about it. (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know what... I don't know how they came up with that figure, but anyway. So anyway, that that was on me. Like, that was stupid of me. Yeah. The second thing is the direct debits in my bank account didn't look any different when it was... when it rolled over to interest. Gotcha. So it's not like you could say, I'm paying interest now. Yeah. Maybe there was an email, didn't say it. They probably go to my junk anyway. But it's a reminder that if you have debt and you've been pulled in by a, uh, you know, a interest-free period, or if you've got a savings account or something and you've been pulled in by a bonus period, or if you've got a credit card and you got pulled in by bonus points or whatever it is, if you've been pulled in by the marketing gimmick, that's okay. But you have to be on top of it because otherwise you're paying twenty-five dollars in interest and. Paying $6 off the principal. Absolutely burnt. (laughs) All right, Ren, well, before we get to the third one, uh, we're going to take a very quick break, but we'll be right back. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. So, Ren, not having a money plan, credit cards and bad debt in general were the first two lessons or mistakes that we've made. The third mistake is around lifestyle creep. Mm. Now, what do we mean by lifestyle creep? That is increasing your expenses as your income also increases. So that the the net result at the end of the day is you're not actually saving anymore. You're not actually putting more into the stock market. You're not actually putting more towards your home loan. You're just spending more in line with whatever money is coming in in addition to your income or, or whatever it may be. Yeah. Something that you should try to avoid as best as possible to give yourself the best opportunity to maximize your savings and investment opportunities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Avoid lifestyle creep now so you can enjoy lifestyle leap later <laughs> when you retire at 40 Jeez. on a yacht somewhere. <laughs> Spitting lines over here. <laughs> so this is something that I look back on and go, God, I would love 
that opportunity again because I was fortunate enough during, you know, corporate career at Woolies to get bonuses, fortunate enough during uni to get have those casual jobs and you get those sort of meaty tax returns every now and then. And in hindsight, there were opportunities where it was money that was coming in that wasn't part of my plan, wasn't part of whatever it may be, and I would have loved to have just put it straight into the market or straight into a savings account. But in most cases, I reckon, particularly in my early days, I spent a large chunk of it. Yes. And that's my mistake. And then similarly, as you get a paycheck from a grad job or if you're just out of uni and you've moved up from the glassy or whatever you were doing, Ren, to your first full-time job, it is exciting to get some decent cash coming through the door. But this is where it's super important to have that plan to make sure you're not just spending more in line with extras that's coming in. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Now there's examples of plenty of examples of lifestyle creep where it's not good. Shout out to our mate who upgraded from our Honda Jazz to an Audi Q5, yes. Q7, one of the Qs. That's a classic example of lifestyle creep. Yes. But it's okay to increase your expenses if that's something that is important to you. But it's just being intentional mm. again. Focused, intentional, know where your money's going, be okay with where it's spending. So actually we should apologize to our mate because maybe he hated the Jazz. He obviously did. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Like one example for me, the classic example of lifestyle creep, I went back and looked at my rent from two years ago. I was paying $225 a week in a share house. Now I'm paying $400 a week. Wow. Yeah, that's lifestyle creep. That's lifestyle creep, but a bit unavoidable. Like you've chosen to live there. And the circumstances have kind of changed. Yeah, living um, well, living with less people. Yeah, in a great area by the beach. Area, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it is. Yeah, that is an example of um, of lifestyle creep. But it's also just other things where it's like you you know you might get an extra five hundred dollars from a pay rise a fortnight, so you feel like you can have that additional two or three Uber Eats meals that you might not have been able to afford last time, or you feel like you can shout the extra round of drinks with your friends, or you shop at Harris Farm or rather you than Coles and Woolies. Exactly, exactly. So it's all those small things that come into lifestyle creep that add up. Um, that you should definitely be aware of. And yeah, I I look back at some of the instances, not necessarily from pay rises, but just additional sums of money coming in, tax returns, bonuses, those sorts of things that I would have loved to have been more diligent with. Yeah, I think the best example of lifestyle creep in my life is actually something that you do though. Okay. You've moved from fitness first to (laughs) Australia's most expensive gym. Yeah, but I don't pay for it. It's free. free. Shout out to Locker Room. (laughs) If I was paying for it, that is a classic example of lifestyle creep. Yes. But anyway, Ren, um, we've always been closing with three key actions. So what should we take from this to, to actually put into place? So number one is a pretty simple one. Stay within your limits. Yeah. And if you have credit card debt or debt with a really high interest rate, focus on paying that off first. Number two, stay on top of your bonus interest rate periods, your interest-free periods. Those gimmicks are everywhere in the financial product industry and that's fine. And plenty of people have actually done really well by gaming the system. You were talking about in an earlier episode how you would move your savings from savings account to savings account to take advantage of the bonuses. 
but just be might be aware of when those things run out. Don't do a me and get screwed by Apple and Latitude. Yes. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> no, I screwed myself. To be very clear, they did nothing wrong. It was on me. But that's the second one. Keep on top of that stuff. And then finally, I think the third action, choose a random month. So my bank, ComBank, goes back two years online. Go back two years or if your bank goes back further, choose a random month and look at how much you spent and what you spent it on. Compare it to the most recent month. Where have the costs blown out? Mm, Good one. Is it like me where your rent has gone up significantly? Have you not noticed all the price increases that Uber Mm. and Menulog have been pushing through and you've seen that bill creep up? Where's the cost? Because I would hazard a guess that most people listing have seen some lifestyle creep without noticing it. So it's important to, to pay attention to it. Well, three mistakes we made and uh, some of the key lessons from it. But Ren, next two episodes, we're now turning our attention to investing because we've got our money sorted. We've sorted out superannuation. We've gotten a bit of an understanding of some of the mistakes we've made. And now we're at the point of saying, great, I've got some cash that I want to start actually building in the stock market. So we're going to talk about the core element of your portfolio and how to get that going before turning our attention to automating it all. So we're going to pick it up next episode, but a reminder, sign up to the Get Started Investing email at equitymates.com, where each week we're sending out some written information with tools and resources to accompany these episodes. You'll find that all on our website. And if you're looking for more, you can always pick up the Get Started Investing book. You can see we've got a consistent naming theme going here, uh, available on Amazon, Booktopia, or your local bookshop. Love it, Ren. Well, we'll pick it up next episode. You have been listening to an Equitymates Media production. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. This podcast is intended for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general advice only and has not taken into account your personal financial circumstances, needs or objectives. Before acting on general advice, you should consider if it is relevant to your needs and read the relevant product disclosure statement. And if you're unsure, please speak to a financial professional. The hosts of this podcast and their guests may have positions in the companies mentioned. Equitymates Media operates under an Australian Financial Services Licence 54067. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewellery, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. 
you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.